This will be episode number 45 of the Elevated Project podcast. Today, Jamie and I talk about refeeds. And something new we've got going on, we've also got a couple of different mini ads that we're running. One of them is for my company, Nova, and the other one is for one of the companies that sponsors Jamie Relief. If you guys want to purchase these products, please use a discount code. This helps us to support the continuation of this totally awesome podcast. Thank you very much. Hey everybody, this is Mike Costelli. As you may or may not know, I'm the founder and owner of Nova3 Labs, which produces some of the best and cleanest supplements for performance, health, and longevity. As a thank you for listening to The Elevated Project, I'd like to offer you an unlimited discount on purchases. Use the code ELEVATED15 at the checkout, and you'll get 15% off any order, anytime. Thank you for listening. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Elevated Project Podcast. I am Mike Costelli. And I am Jamie Granville. And today we are going to talk about refeeds. I was going to do this as a solo cast, but I didn't want to leave out my better half, who has lots of good input and different perspective on this. So this is what we're going to talk about. And I guess we get a lot of questions about this, and we sometimes apply these to clients, and sometimes we don't. So... I guess, why don't you tell me, what are, you, what are your thoughts on refeeds? What's your personal experience on refeeds before like, we get into the science? <laughs> like the ones I've had yeah. in my experience, like, yeah. or what I do with my clients. Well, what do you, <laughs> Rock, ab- our cat, wants to talk about his, he wants yes. a refeed right now. Yeah. Um, well, just speaking about clients, most of them don't need them. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just I say agree. that. I agree. Um, I think that there is, it's always the, it depends um, on what uh, application they need to be applied. 100%. Um, for myself, um, I mean, over the past, I have had them as a performance athlete because I know that it was actually you that maybe gave me refeeds. Oh, wasn't I nice? Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Back in and, the day. <laughs> yeah. And then now with prep, I, I do get them towards um it's usually towards the end of um of prep when i'm pretty depleted and uh calories are are pretty low and uh cardio is high um so i mean my coach he looks at it as um there's just certain times where he will just look at me and know that i need it um Mm -hmm. levels of fatigue um training starts to tank Things like that. So basically, it's pretty specific when you get them. It is very yeah. specific, okay. yeah. And, For sure. And then it's usually like white rice. Yes. So that's... I think I think there's a lot of misconceptions about refeeds. I've always been super conservative in who gets a refeed. Um, I think people want them. And lots of nutrition consulting services apply them in a very standard format, which, which of course, I disagree with. Um I think they definitely need to be individualized. So basically, I mean, I have a bunch of notes on this. I was going to do this as a solo cast. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get into some of the 
the details. So what is a refeed? Basically, it's just eating above your maintenance intake, your isocaloric intake. So whatever calories you require to maintain your performance, maintain your body weight and body composition, you're eating above maintenance. You're taking in more calories than you expend. That's basically a refeed. So there's lots of terminology that's thrown around though and lots of um, controversy about some of the terms like cheat or free meal or free day or refeed. So this is basically how I set it up. There's three types of refeeds. There's the strategic refeed. Set macros, generally speaking, high in carbs, low in fat. There's a free day or a free meal. So typical foods, not tracked, volume is generally increased. Last night, did we have a free meal? Oh, yeah, but I want to touch on that. Okay. Because, okay. because that actually wasn't a refeed. Like, okay. So I'm in a caloric surplus right now. Right. I mean, a bit. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm not, it's not like 2020. Um, no, bulk, 2020 bulk, bulk, bulk Jamie. Not, yeah, it's not uh, bulk 2020. Um, but I, so right now, because I'm in improvement season, I'm eating um, just above maintenance. Um, and so my coach gives me, um, so I have one free meal a week that I get to add in. Um, and it can be basically whatever I choose. I choose but, we, it, but we, it's because it's improvement season right so it's it isn't and it's just because i normally stick to a pretty specific um group of foods mm -hmm. um and so and like nutrient dense um high quality foods and so the free meal for me is like to have sushi or to have Indian food. Indian food. Or, Indian food. You know, things that I don't awesome. normally have. And it's not because I psychologically am deprived or I am, you know, in a caloric deficit and I'm depleted and I'm, you know, my my performance is terrible because right now training feels really good and my sleep is awesome and, you know, everything is really good. So it's more of like a social social thing just to have a little bit of flexibility i was going to say okay yeah. why do you have a free day okay flexibility with food yes. that's a good point to have um so but i mean i'm pretty particular too about the food that i pick too it isn't mm -hmm. just like and it's not like i do a 10k it's like ten thousand calories right i'm still i mean i'm still pretty you know i, I still kind of limit what i what mm -hmm. i have for it right. so it's not like i do it for all you know have free food all day so so we've got the strategic refeed, we've got the free day. So typical foods, not tracked, volumes probably increased. Um, that's, we can talk a little bit about that. I have some clients who they will go out and have a free day, but sometimes they end up under eating. And if you're doing this based on hunger, you might not end up eating more than your maintenance. Um, that's very individual on that. So there's different reasons for a free day. And then there's the cheat day. So all the bad or however you look at it, good stuff, generally high in fat, high in carb and low in protein. Um, it's more of like perception when using that term cheat and lots of people, including myself, I don't like that term because it, it sort of um, insinuates that it's a bad thing that you're doing, right? Um, so I don't like using the terminology. Um, it's, it doesn't change what's happening regardless of what word you use, whether it's a free day or a cheat day. Um, they're kind of the same thing. So really, <clears throat> it's about a strategic refeed or a free day. That's really what it comes down to, right? And then we've got 
I've at least I have listed three reasons for a refeed. So who would need this? And once again, I see this prescribed way too often for people who totally don't need it. And then they wonder why they're not making any gains, especially when it comes to body composition. So the performance-based athlete looking for enhanced recovery. So I talked about this with a client this morning. Uh, Performance-based CrossFit athlete, high volume of training, not in a caloric deficit, and basically utilizing overconsumption of calories on a single day, sometimes up to three times a week, for enhanced recovery. And that's all it is. We're talking about enhanced recovery. We're trying to offset the stressors of training. And you can only do so much with this. Um, if you're above maintenance, you know, you're taking in more than you need. And if you end up going, if your maintenance is 3,000 and you go to 4,000, are you going to have superhuman recovery? Mm, probably not. But from a psychological benefit and probably and maybe, I know I'm using some vague terms, from a physical benefit, you might get some enhanced recovery. Especially if it's on a, so I will generally prescribe these on an off day. When somebody's not training, we're looking to enhance glycogen repletion, offset CNS fatigue, reduce cortisol. And going back to the types of refeed, I will generally have this as a high carb, lower fat day. We're looking for specifically carbohydrates here. You know, and it can be times like, you know, if you have have performance athletes who they have like increased volume for a certain amount of weeks because you know they're they're adding more volume or they're you know doing testing like Mm -hmm. one rep max test testing and they're coming up to like their max lifts and then you know that there's going to be a deload afterwards Mm -hmm. or you know they're going through some sort of like mesocycle or right Mm -hmm. where you're increasing volume Mm -hmm. um or it can be like maybe they are training for some sort of stressful competition. So there's added volume too. So yes. it's like the psychological stress of that um, can affect them so that they just giving them more food will make them feel better. Totally. hundred so, yeah. um, percent. Number two reason would be reverse diet from a hypocaloric intake or those who have low maintenance numbers. This increases leptin, basal metabolic rate counteracts adaptive thermogenesis. This is the realm of the aesthetic athlete. So somebody who is chasing body composition, they are generally eating in a caloric deficit. And what can happen over time is we get into metabolic adaptation or it's also known as adaptive thermogenesis. Excuse me. When basically their BMR, their basal metabolic rate, or the... uh, energy required to run the engine at idle, how many calories they're burning at idle, goes down. We need to offset that, right? You can't just keep taking away, taking away food, doing more cardio, taking away food, right? So this is something that will offset that. And there's a plethora of studies out there about how this can increase your leptin, increase your BMR. Um, This works quite well. And in the bodybuilding community, they've known this for years and years and years where people will have really low intakes Monday to Friday and then they'll go bananas on the weekend. Don't recommend that, but that's kind of where that comes from, right? Well, and and something that I have implemented with a couple of clients is, um, you know, they're trying to change their body composition. um, So we have them in pretty significant caloric deficit during the week because they work nine to five. Mm -hmm. They're very scheduled. They're very routine. They're busy throughout the day. They don't um, necessarily... um, even 
they don't have cravings. They don't have, you know, it's like food is the last thing that's on their mind. They just take their food that they need for the day to work with them and they eat it. But on the weekend, they don't work, Mm -hmm. right? And so they tend to want to gravitate towards more more calories. um, And then, you know, they might go off the rails and and blow like their numbers. (laughs) So what I've been doing with them is on the Friday and the Saturday, um, I give them extra calories um, so it's like a two day refeed. Um, and what that does is it helps them to, um, be compliant right? and it makes them feel good. And then they don't care going, and you know, they get to have some extra food. They get, you know, whatever they want. And these are just like gen pop, like lifestyle clients. These aren't performance athletes. These aren't aesthetic athletes. Um, and then it just, you know, it, it tends to just work a lot better because it isn't so stressful. Yes. You know. So. Yeah, and that kind of segues into the third reason would yeah. be the psychological break from food as fuel, moving it to food as social enjoyment. A lot of the clients we deal with, when we're coaching them in nutrition, we're getting them to invest a lot of energy, emotional energy, mental energy, into thinking about their food literally almost 24 hours a day. And that can lead to problems. And there's a time when we want to move them away from food as fuel grams of mac or you know grams of protein carbs fat going back into having a day or a couple days of looking at food as social enjoyment right for most of the population they have the problem of just looking at food as reward and social enjoyment athletes can gravitate towards having an issue with food only as fuel and it becomes a stressor so psychological break so what does all this do so basically we're looking at decrease risk for binge eating via hunger regulation right and that would go from that that client that is in a caloric deficit and we're giving them that refeed probably on the weekend and it's going to regulate some hunger uh increased motivation from boosted testosterone dopamine which is like the reward hormone and leptin right so we know that being in a caloric deficit down regulates your testosterone we don't want that in men or women at any point in time so having a strategic refeed in there would help that increased thyroid function that goes back to um, the adaptive thermogenesis or metabolic adaptation so we want that t3 kicking around to make sure that that still keeps burning some calories controlling hunger you talked about that jamie yeah so basically boost leptin which in return will control feelings of hunger A big shout out to my sponsor at Relief Natural Wellness. As most of you are aware, CBD has been trending for a hot minute. Now, we all know what happens when something is crazy popular. Everyone wants to make a quick buck, and this means a lot of cheap, ineffective, and low-quality products on the market. CBD has become super popular for good reason. It is a great all-natural option for treating a variety of conditions, like pain, inflammation, sleep, stress, mood, and digestion issues. Relief Natural Wellness is a Canadian company, and they've built their brand on quality. They use only the highest quality Canadian-grown hemp for a variety of products, ranging from topical to tinctures, and complete third-party lab testing on all CBD to demonstrate potency and purity. This is so important for anyone who might be subject to drug testing for THC, in occupation or in sport their testing provides comfort knowing you'll pass those tests 
and they even sponsor athletes and retain many customers who do routinely undergo drug testing. Relief sets himself apart from the plethora of CBD products with their evidence-based formulas. This combines specifically selected essential oils to elevate the benefits of CBD, just another reason why their products really are more effective than other CBD products you might find on the market. So don't buy your CBD at a gas station. Hit up www.yourrelief.com for your next online purchase. Use Jamie10 in the checkout for a discount. I had a very interesting um, experience with this. Probably the first time I ever did a prolonged cut. And I was getting ready for the firefighter calendar. And this was 2016. And I was being really strict with my macros. And I was actually pretty low. I was about at 2,200 calories. And for me, that's really low. That's like, you know, right around my... That's my surplus right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm my like, normal. Oh, I have so much food right now. This is insane. Well, my normal maintenance were hovering around 3,022. Was, it was pretty, you know, it was sustainable. But I was counting everything. And I had counted out a bunch of tortilla chips. And I was sitting in front of the TV. And I think I had 13. I had 13 chips. And I was like, cool, going to hit my numbers. But I had left the bag beside me. And I finished my chips. And then without even thinking, I'm just like, start eating. And I start eating and I start eating. And I killed that whole bag of tortilla chips. And I really, at the time, I couldn't stop. And if I think back, I'm like, what's the, what's the reason for that? I never actually prescribed. This is why sometimes it's better to have a coach than being self-coached. Um, I never gave myself a refeed. I, was, I thought, oh, you know what? I have the discipline to continue to do this, to be in a deficit. So after that, I started to give myself some refeeds and oh, lo and behold, the hunger uh, issues and the, the potential for binging was like totally gone. So, um, and just, but just touching on that, how you said that you, you know, you had put out your 13 chips or whatever it was, mm -hmm. and then you had a problem with, with stopping yeah. and you just kept on eating. Mm -hmm. um, so I know that's one of the things that can come up though, when you have say someone who is in a massive caloric deficit, who is quite restricted with food. And if, if you look at like bodybuilders, I mean, we do restrict our food choices quite a bit when we're in prep. And I mean, mostly to, you know, to control variables like water and salt and, you know, mm -hmm. all those things, digestions all. And so, but one of the things is if you, um, when you when you talk about doing refeeds in that situation with um, calorie dense nutrient void food hyperpalatable, mm -hmm. it can really cause issues because then people want more. Yes, right, yeah. and it and it can trigger some some really shitty stuff. Yes, and so you'll see like. I mean, for myself, like when I get refeeds, when I'm in, in prep, I get white rice, um, Fun. which, well, I mean, it's, it is awesome because it's like, yay, extra food. But at the same time, it doesn't trigger me to want to, you know, eat the whole pizza instead of yes. having just one piece. And you'll see like people getting refeeds during, um, periods where they're in, in a huge caloric restriction where, you know, they go out and they'll eat like. Um, you know, burgers and pizza and, you know, all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, one, it totally wrecks their digestion for the days <clears throat> following after because it's not something that they eat very often, right? Yeah. Usually fat's pretty low right. um, in a caloric, um, when you're in a caloric deficit. But then also it can just trigger you to to just go on a binge fest. 
Yeah. Right. Whereas it's like if you get white rice, you're not going to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to bend on white rice. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people listening might be like, oh, geez, that's no fun. If I'm going to have like, you know, a refeed, I'm going to want to eat the foods that I want to eat. And that's the balance that you need to find. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you can't. And, you know, Jamie, it's funny. Jamie and I had this discussion a little bit over text yesterday because she had a free meal and we were like discussing, you know, what are we going to have? And I, you know, and it's, it's her free meal, but I was like, well, this is the way I look at it. If we go out and we get some pizza, here's the thing. It's probably going to wreck you. It's probably going to wreck me. It's, you know, high in fat, high in gluten, and that affects both of us. So there needs to be some individual decision-making regarding what kind of foods you need. Now, at the same time, if you are a performance-based athlete and you're looking to increase your caloric intake and you already are at a high caloric intake, let's say close to 3000 or above in and around there, you might actually need to look at some hyper palatable, calorically dense, nutrient devoid. So I know we're getting wordy here. Basically what I'm looking at is like processed foods, Twinkies, Twinkies, yes, or waffles <laughs> or something like that, Yeah, um, that you can easily consume to hit those calories and hit those carb numbers, right? Um, I have seen issues with athletes eating quote unquote too clean and then they really can't hit their numbers. And I know I've talked about that ad nauseum before in other podcasts. So a lot of individual variance applies with this. Um, some other reasons why refeeds do what they do. Uh, maximize glycogen stores, right? Improved insulin sensitivity from a caloric restriction from, from caloric restriction leads to greater capacity for muscles to store glycogen during refeeds. What's glycogen? <clears throat> glycogen is the stored form of sugar. We are sugar running animals. We need sugar. So it doesn't matter if you eat fat. It doesn't matter if you eat protein or carbs. It is all turned into fucking sugar. So don't fear the sugar. So that's as a performance-based athlete, you want to maximize your glycogen stores, right? Extra carbs are more likely to be stored as glycogen instead of fat. Now, this is also why overfeeding on carbohydrates is much different than overfeeding on fat. And a lot of the studies that I have bookmarked regarding overfeeding, they do compare fat and carbohydrates and it's always very interesting to see what happens with the overfeeding of carbs. It's not the same. It's like not all calories are created equal and our body is not going to, <clears throat> excuse me, is not gonna utilize them in the same fashion. It's on one hand, if we're in a caloric deficit, on the other hand, if we're not in a caloric deficit. Generally speaking, carbs are the safer route to go if we're, if we're comparing carbs and fat. Protein is a totally different story. We're going to leave that out for now, right? Improved testosterone. I already mentioned this. Testosterone levels can be drastically reduced at prolonged energy deficits of 1,000 calories per day. I hope nobody out there is eating less than 1,000 calories per day. But refeeds will cause a quick recovery of this. Now, this isn't a black and white thing. It's not just that 1,000 calories, your tea drops. If you are in a relative caloric deficit, and I mean relative to your training volume, your age, your BMR, you could be tanking your testosterone. Jamie and I see that all the time. Yep. All the time with athletes. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I've got a little bit of... Um, Mike's picked up smoking. Yeah, totally. Yeah, picked he's up... like just like half a pack a day just right now, a... but just... he really likes going out in the minus 20 weather yeah. to have a smoke. Just so. um, half an hour of brutal assault <laughs> bike a day. Somehow I thought this was a good idea. Anyways, <laughs> yes. Trying to, trying to fix the lungs post-COVID. Okay. Typically, how do we do this? 
So how do you prescribe refeeds? How do I? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we talked about it earlier though, just like the types of refeeds, but Mm -hmm. um, it honestly, it depends on the person and what they need. Yes. Right. So that's not a very good answer. Okay. I'm trying to think of like, (laughs) you know, I'm being sarcastic. I know, but it really, it is very individually dependent. Like what works for one person isn't going to work for the other. Mm -hmm. Right. Because maybe it is someone that, um, well, I mean, because if you have a performance based athlete and then you have someone who is in a caloric deficit, it's going to be different. But there's also the people too, who you can just give them that free day. Yes. And they are very, very good at, um, at just staying within limits. Um, and can make really good informed decisions about it. And because they know what food makes them feel good and that's what they want to stick with as opposed to just having a complete blowout. Like there's some people who once they start, they cannot stop Yeah, and it can trigger like an, like a, a cascade of, of horrible events, yeah. <laughs> right? It's, it's, like a week, one day then turns into like a week because they can't stop. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, first off, it's like just knowing your client and, and, and then, you know, what kind of athlete are they in the first place? Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> you know, what are their current goals? Mm-hmm. And figuring out for them, what is going to work best for them? Like, I mean, lots of times it's like, what did they, it, I mean, if, if it's an aesthetic-based athlete, that's kind of hard to give, say, well, what do you want? Because usually they can't choose because their brain isn't functioning. So, well, <laughs> But if you have a gen pop person, then like I want to make it so that it's something that they enjoy, that it keeps them on track so that they keep on progressing. Well, here's the thing. So how do here, we're getting into the how do we do this. Okay. So if I look at, if we want to oversimplify it, We've got the performance-based athlete. We've got the gen pop. Now, they could be doing performance. They could be doing bodybuilding, whatever. But they're just, we're going to call them gen pop. Average athlete. Most of everybody listening is falling into that category. I am in that category. Jamie's not in that category. Most of my clients are performance-based athletes, so they're not in that category. Um, So we've got the performance-based athlete. We've got the gen pop. And then we've got the person chasing, exclusively chasing body composition. 99 times out of 100, the person chasing body, no, correct me if I'm wrong, the person chasing body composition doesn't need a refeed unless they're lean enough. Yes, it's true. Cool, good. I'm glad we agree on that. Unless they're having major psychological issues of not being able, like it's a, it's a social thing that it's, they're struggling with and they need to like go have a meal with their partner out. Otherwise they're going to like, you know, derail and go crazy. Yes. But, um, Performance-based athletes, you know... They usually eat enough. That it's like, why the hell do you need a refeed? Yeah. I think that it's just become this thing where it's just like this thing. This allowance. Yes. And I mean, that's where we get into the free day. And I'm a huge, huge fan of the free day because it most people don't need such rigorous, strict macro counting on like a seven day a week basis that that you know having a day off is going to completely derail their gains most people get really worried when either they're over on their macros or they haven't been counting and it's not like i take a lackadaisical attitude toward it it's like if you're hitting your numbers like 80 percent of the time 70 percent of the time consistency even and i don't even want to assign a number to it it's you're doing really well right and those little slip-ups are not going to negatively affect you 
but I think having that free day um, really allows the, the psychological compliance to happen, right? And like for some people, what we do is we will tell them, okay, um, mm-hmm. we want you to have an untracked free day, but first we're going to do this. Yes, these are my rules and they're your rules too. I think. Yeah. yeah, and so what we'll get them to do is go out um, for a day um, and you know just just eat kind of whatever intuitively they would like to eat. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking hate that. <laughs> I word. know, I know, but it's like yes. just eat whatever you want. Like go out for dinner or you know go for brunch or you know blah blah blah. But I want you to track it as well as you can just to see what calorically you come in at. Yes. And then if it's like, you know, they they walk in and it's like walking in with 10K and it's like, okay, Whoa. guess what? You can't do this because nope. this would be a disaster. Yeah. But if, you know, they're only 500 calories over mm-hmm. than what you they normally have prescribed, then it's like, okay, this is cool. So now on your free day, roughly estimate you can have like an, you know, extra 500 calories you don't Mm -hmm. have to track it but you know how all that food you ate the other day just kind of stick within that yep and more than likely people are going to undereat if they don't track yes and but they often will shift to they come in low with protein and high with carbon fats yeah if you don't track that generally happens yeah so kind of to sum that up most people will fall into the free day most people do not need a set amount of macros that are high carb, low fat. Some clients will want that though, right? Some clients they're like, no, I don't feel comfortable not tracking. Um, so please give me some macros. And if that's the case, then it's like, okay, you know, that might be a bigger, bigger issue we need to address down the road if somebody's not comfortable not tracking. Um, but at that point in time, if like, hey, if a client was like, no, no, I don't like doing things without tracking, then I'm like, cool, okay, I'll give you some macros, not a big deal, right? So do we do one day a week? Do we do three days a week? How do we do this? Seven days a week. Seven days a week refeeds, I love it. (laughs) That's what I'm doing right now, I love it. Um, No, it's typically, sorry guys, I've got this blood throat going on here. Um, Ex-crossfitter trying to get back some anaerobic power. Typically one day a week, um, that would be on their off day would be the refeed. And why the off day? It, It doesn't have to be. Um, from a from a nerdy point of view, on an off day when you're not training, you're probably going to be more parasympathetic dominant, so you're going to have upregulated hunger, increased digestion. That would enable you, in theory, to consume more calories more easily. And guess what? what? Recovery is important. Recovery is important. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, on it's a perfor- part of recovery. Performance-based athletes, that's probably the best time to do it. But. Um, like I had the conversation this morning, it really depends where that athlete wants it. If you want it on the day before a big training day, if it works for you, cool, do it. If it's on the day you have a double or a big training day, cool, do it. Um, If you want it on the day after you've had a big training day, cool, do it. Yeah, and I know, and I'm not giving any black and whites here, and people are like, fuck, just tell me what to do. Well, like for me, so sometimes I pick mine. I mean, this week I didn't pick it this way, but... um, so I just went into a f- new training cycle, mm-hmm. um, which is very lower body focused. So legs. So I just had, and I've just gone back to the normal gym too. So my intensity has gone up and my volume has gone up significantly. Um, so I was feeling kind of wrecked uh-huh. and sore, which I normally don't get sore. So I did mine this week. Well, one, because you were switching over tonight. Yep. So we yep. did it that way. But today was my off day. 
Yes. So I did it last night. Today was my off day just to cardio. Lots of times what I will do though is if I know I have a big heavy leg day in my programming, I will do it the day before so that yep. I have more glycogen um, for that, yes. that following day. And so, that's a good strategy, yes. especially if you know that next day, uh, next day training session is going to be nasty. Um, some clients use a three on like, you know, three days maintenance, one day refeed, but they will typically be very lean already. Um, whether they're performance or aesthetic based, this is the double standard. <clears throat> the leaner you are, the more refeeds you're going to be able to handle. It's because your insulin sensitivity is better. Carbohydrate partitioning is better. It is a double standard. Lean people have it easier. I'm just throwing it out there and I'm not being, I'm just telling you the facts. That's all. So if you got an issue with not having enough refeeds, get lean first. Um, five maintenance, two refeed. This is the typical weekend warrior sort of setup. Um, from an experiential point of view, I find that most people tend to derail hard. They overconsume drastically. They have poor training, digestion, and intensity during early in the week because they've overconsumed. Um, yeah. I have clients that do this and they, they're successful with it. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I got one guy, and, you know, he's going to, he probably listens. He's out of Boston. Um, he does really well with this. He does really well. Um, I have another client out of Toronto, uh, a young university student, and she we recently ran into issues because she was like totally going bananas on the weekend. And all of a sudden gains as far as performance and body composition kind of stalled and went negative. And we had to go back and take a look at what she was doing. And I have a couple of clients right now that during the week, they're, you know, have their normal weekly numbers. And then on Saturday, Sunday, one um, gets, they well, I think they each get four. 400 extra calories on Saturday and on Sunday of whatever mm -hmm. they want. Right. But the thing with that is, is when they first started doing it, um, they realized like that 400 calories, if they chose certain foods, it was gone like instantly. Right. <laughs> and yep. it actually made them feel like crap. Yep. So now they're far more strategic about adding those 400 calories so that they can make it into a larger volume mm -hmm. and, and to pick food that yes, they do like, but it doesn't wreck them. Uh, smart. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, if you're picking 400 calories from Mars bars, well, there's what, half a Mars bar. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, 400 calories, which is 100 grams of, of carbs, you know, that's, and that's, like, a, that's a decent amount of white rice. And if, like, I know one of them, she sometimes will pick just pick wine. Wine? Because she like, well, she likes wine. I know. And she doesn't drink it during the week at all. Right? Is wine a carb? Is it a fat? What is it's it? It's just calories. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I have issues with that. But that's well, just I know. But you know what? If it helps her keep on, on track during the week yep. and she's still making progress and it, like she's happy, then keep and going with it. On a serious note, that's the balance you have to find yes. with each client, right? Everybody's yeah. quite different in that regard. Right. Um, let me see. What else? Uh, those are kind of like what my notes are. I had a bunch of science-y shit, but I don't know if we need to get into that. Um. Really what it was about, uh, the study I have up here, and this is one of the studies I used to throw into my seminars back in the days of when we could travel and like be in groups of people. Do you remember that time? I think maybe. I was in a past life, yeah. I think we have a video on that. Do maybe? we? Yeah. I don't know. There's some pictures somewhere. <laughs> um, study is, uh, it's an older one. It's from 2000. The effects of short-term carbohydrate or fat overfeeding on energy expenditure and plasma leptin concentrations in healthy female subjects. And basically to jump all the way down to the conclusion, and then I'll backtrack a bit, carbohydrate overfeeding, but not fat overfeeding, increased energy expenditure and leptin concentration. So this is the difference 
of fat versus carbs. So they took 10 healthy, lean females and they had three days of an isoenergetic diet, so isocaloric diet, and then three days of carb overfeeding and three days of fat overfeeding. And then they tested their BMR, energy expenditure, mild physical activity, and 24-hour energy expenditure, right? So the carb overfeeding increased plasma leptins by concentrations of 28%, and that's really significant. And total 24-hour energy expenditure by 7%. That's not that significant, but it's still a decent number, right? Um, fat overfeeding did not significantly change plasma leptin concentrations or energy expenditure. And something that this study didn't go into is high fat overfeedings will cause acute insulin resistance, right? We know that. And this is, it always pisses off the keto people and the high fat people. I but was it, just going to say, what? <laughs> keto <laughs> isn't magic? It's not magic. Oh but um, there's, there's some significant issues with fat overfeeding. Right? And especially when it comes to body composition and, and how those extra energy, oh sorry, extra calories are stored. So this is why I'm very pro-carbohydrate and not so pro-dietary fat intake, right? We like to keep that nice and controlled. So so I think we covered everything about um, refeeds. Yeah. So most people, so to sum up, most people don't need it. If you're a super lean athlete, you can probably use an overfeed or sorry, a refeed, um, whether that's strategic or not, that depends on your coach. The average person is probably looking at having some free days to get away from tracking. Will that hinder your gains via performance or body composition? That depends on, on you, right? Um, I think doing it in a controlled fashion makes sense and not blowing your, your calories out of the water. Um, yeah, and that's my thoughts on that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you guys had questions on this, uh, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on email. You know where to get a hold of us. Thanks for listening.